Welcome to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and a few years ago, I started a life and business coaching company with my bestie. I'm a wife, a business owner, a coach, a speaker, and the author of the book that inspired this podcast, She Who Overcomes, Rising Out of the Ashes of Your Circumstances. I'm also training to run my first half marathon. Oh, and did I mention I'm doing all of this while overcoming a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis? It's true. And hey, if I can rise up, so can you. Each week on this podcast, I'll be here to encourage and equip you with the skills you need to rise up as the successful overcomer you were designed to be. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, it's a brand new week and I want to share with you three quick tips to build your hope. So this was a question that somebody had had asked me months ago when I was getting some ideas for topics for the show. And somebody said to me, how do you build your hope in good times and in bad times? So I want to just take a little bit of time to to share with you three things that I do to build my hope. And they are things that I have shared with my coaching clients over the years, and they do work if you actually apply them. So here goes, okay? Grab your coffee and let's get started. Tip number one is truth statements. Now, some people maybe know what these are, and if you don't, the best way to to explain them to you is that they're basically affirmations. That's it. That's something I do often. In fact, in my planner, I have three or four pages of truth statements and affirmations that I will speak out loud over myself, uh, especially on the days where I am feeling hopeless and kind of like I'm worried or I'm feeling fearful or full of doubt. I pull out these affirmations and these truth statements. I say them out loud. And by the end of it, I am feeling so much better about my life and my circumstances. And side note, I've noticed that the more tired I get, the the easier it is for me to feel hope less. So pay attention to that because sometimes it's as simple as we just need more sleep. So here's what I want to tell you with truth statements and affirmations. Um, the best way to explain it is through a story. So a couple days ago, I ran my first ever, ever double-digit distance. I ran 10.3 miles. And I'll be honest, the first five were pretty much running without stopping much to walk. Uh, the last five, I walked some, ran some, walked some, ran some, repeat. But the fact is, I did it. And here's the thing. When I was working up to that, like seven miles, eight miles, nine miles, in the weeks leading up to this 10 miles, I noticed that some days when I had to run a long distance, it was harder because I was dreading it. Because I was telling myself, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do it. Well, running this 10 miles was actually easier than I thought it would be because I kept telling myself all night long that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I am going to run those 10 miles. It's going to be easy. I can do it because I'm strong. I've already done nine. 
10 is going to be a breeze. And I kept telling myself, I can, I will, I am strong, I am capable. And the more that I told myself that, the more I believed it. Isn't that funny? You guys, I I probably see the most instant results with this technique of how powerful affirmations and truth statements are when it comes to running. I a couple months ago, I was at track club and I did this little experiment. We were running 100s and I think I ran about 12 12 to 16 of them. I can't remember how many we had to do, but it was a lot. And I started telling myself on on one of them, I can do this. I am strong. I am capable. I can. And I ran faster than I had at the other one because somebody is clocking our time. Well, the next time I started running, I told myself, this is hard. I can't do it. And my time was about five to 10 seconds slower, which meant when I believed in myself, not only was it easier, but I was faster. When I told myself that I could, all of a sudden, it's like the rest of my body had hope and believed it too. And you guys, that's how it works. What we say to ourselves matters. It will make or break our hope. It will make or break our outlook on life. So start telling yourself affirmations. Start telling yourself that you can. Start speaking truth over your life that you are capable, that you can do all things. Add some Add, add some Bible knowledge in there. If you want to share that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, great, go for it. The fact of the matter is what we speak matters. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. So if you're feeling hopeless lately, start paying attention to what you're telling yourself. And then start telling yourself the exact opposite of the negative things that are going through your head. It's that simple. It's not hard. You just have to pay attention. So if you keep telling yourself that life is hard, this is this is hard, I can't do this because I have this disease, whatever, start telling yourself that you're capable, that it's easy, that it's getting better. Start telling yourself that you are strong, that you can learn new skills, that you can build your strength, that you can get healthy, that you are getting healthy. And watch what happens. Tip number two to build your hope is daily gratitude lists. I know these seem so simple, right? But it's true. It works. A lack of hope is usually due to a negative perspective. And a negative perspective usually carries with it this this mindset of comparison. So stop comparing yourself to other people and start being thankful for what you have. Start being thankful for what is going well. Because even in the worst circumstances, there's beauty. There's, there's things that are going well, even in the horrible circumstances. So write yourself a daily gratitude list. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be five things, 10 things. And train yourself to pull out a gratitude list the moment you start noticing that you're feeling hopeless. The moment that you start noticing that all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I really haven't felt happy or thankful or hope-filled for weeks. Watch what happens when you marry this technique with the affirmations and the truth statements. 
Your perspective is what dictates your life. Did you know that? You get what you focus on. So start focusing on the things that are going well and train yourself to be thankful for them. Tip number three to build your hope is to track your progress by journaling. This is one of those techniques that a lot of people roll their eyes at and do not like. And they come up with things like, I'm not a journaler. This never works for me. I've tried that before. It just doesn't work for me. And that's fine. Maybe it doesn't. But what if you learned this new skill and started journaling? What if it did? What if you stuck with it long enough to see the results? Because here's the thing. There's no perfect way to journal, okay? Journal whatever way works for you. If you want to do it on your phone, in your notes app, if you want to do it with a pen and paper, in a notebook, or a cute journal, doesn't matter. You can write lists, you can write paragraphs, doesn't matter. What matters is that you keep track. What matters is that you have something to go back to, to prove to yourself how far you've come. Because here's the thing, when it comes to personal growth, When it comes to building our hope, that's an intangible thing. You can't look in the mirror and say, oh, look, I see my hope. Like you can look in the mirror and see muscles, right? So you have to be able to go back into a journal or a notes app and see the progress. What are the things that you might want to write down? Well, you might want to write down your goals. You might want to write down the things you're thankful for, right? That's why that gratitude list is so important because you can go back and look at what's going well. And that builds your hope in the moments where life is hard because life gets hard for all of us. It really does. Just today, I was talking to somebody that I've known since we were kids and he's actually on the lung transplant list for CF. Um, He needs a double lung transplant. And it wasn't something that uh, he, he, know, he knew he needed for years and years. It was something that just all of a sudden crept up on him. And he has the most positive outlook of somebody that um, I've seen for quite a while, to be honest. And he's just very thankful for all of the support and encouragement. And he's positive and he's looking forward to what life is going to be like when he gets his lungs someday. And I told him to stay positive, keep that up, because that's going to be the difference between what he experiences. That's going to be the difference between it being a hard road filled with a lot of, uh, you know, letdowns versus maybe a hard road where there's still beauty. Because, you know, healing from anything like that is still difficult. There's still challenges along the way. But when you are positive and hope-filled, It's a way different experience. And he replied to me that being positive, like he, he, how did he put it? He said, I can't help but be positive. Like there's no other choice but to be positive. I love that because he's not even letting the idea of negativity enter his brain. And so when you, when you are choosing to be positive, and you do these techniques where you write down gratitude lists and you track your progress by journaling, it builds your hope because you have a tangible piece of evidence to see how far you've come, to see what's going well in your life, 
to see what's happening that maybe you didn't realize because your focus was on the wrong thing. These techniques work. They really do. Hope is something that I, I, I've always wanted to inspire people to have hope. But to be honest, I've gone through seasons the last couple of years where there's uh, that idea that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Like when you have a lot of things that you're hoping for, but they haven't happened yet, or maybe you didn't anticipate the struggles, it can be a roller coaster ride. And you guys, I know that feeling. I know what it's like to wait for something to happen and it hasn't happened yet. But here's the thing. You can focus on whether or not it hasn't happened yet, or you can be thankful for the journey. And when you tell yourself positive things and have those truth statements and those affirmations at your fingertips, when you do gratitude lists, when you track your progress, now all of a sudden, you have the journey right in front of you. You are documenting the journey as you go. And that builds your hope more than you know. If you don't believe me, try it. Prove me wrong. Try this for 90 days. Prove me wrong. I guarantee if you even do one of these things for a week to 15 days, you're going to notice even a 1% improvement. And isn't 1% improvement better than nothing? Your hope can be built. You don't have to stay in that hopeless state. So I encourage you to apply these three quick tips. And I look forward to spending time with you again next week. We will be back with another episode for you next week. For now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that means the world to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, go to BigBlueCouchCoaching.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram under Big Blue Couch Coaching. A shout out to my hubby, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. And most importantly, I hope that you found something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.